Juliza Commodore and Dana Martin, welcome to Stages of Our City. Thank you. Thank you. Today, we're going to be discussing three shows. Hades Town at the Amundsen, which plays through May 29th. We'll be talking about Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which also plays through May 29th, and Live at the Purple Lounge at the Beverly Hills Playhouse, which plays through May 22nd. Should mention Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf plays at the Geffen Playhouse. Let's start with Hades Town. Hades Town. The musical at the Almonds. You both saw it. Yes, so good. Um, just brilliant voices like everyone it just sounded so amazing i love the way um there's a scene uh where like the like the set like the lights go in and out um like i don't know how to describe when the lights were like shifting it was just so beautifully like done and of course it's it's a greek tragedy so there's there's tragedy involved unfortunately it's but two it of them right it's two it's two of them that meld together yes yes yeah. And it's just so fun. Everyone sounds so good. Um, Nicholas, who plays um, Orpheus, Nicholas Barash, I hope I'm not mispronouncing it, his falsetto and his, oh, so yeah. good. Um, and then Kevin Morrow, who I worked with years ago uh, in Philadelphia as Hades, the baritone is just, it's mm. incomparable. It's just so deep and it's scary and it's, but it's like, like you almost want to be on his side in the show. It's like, okay, but Hades has some great points. Um, and then also Morgan Siobhan Green, who plays uh, Eurydice. Just, I can compliment every single person in this show because their voices are just so beautiful. And it was just a very touching show. And I haven't seen a musical in a while, so it was very refreshing to see. And this is a national tour and it's right now rolling yeah. through Los Angeles. Next. Dana, what did you think? I went into Hadestown wanting to, really wanting to love this show. It's won several Tonys. It has a lot of acclaim. It spent uh, 13 years or something like that in, in uh, pre-production in, uh, in workshop. So it was really exciting to be there. It was their opening night and the audience was hyped. The audience was there for it, which is always, I mean, that, that electricity alone is really exciting. Uh, I have to say after seeing it, I liked it, but I didn't love it. I, and the reason, and, and you know, I was like, why is I feel so conflict? I felt so unsatisfied at the end. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it's uh, what Juliza says, it's all true. And, and I observed those things too. too. You're referring to the true being the voices. Um, the, the uniqueness of the voices, the power of the voices, the presence of the actors, the, it, it was just each one of them brought such a unique quality to it. So mm -hmm. there is no, uh, it, it, what I, I, here's what I boiled it down to. I found that the score was really, really hard. It was, there was a lot of falsetto. There was a lot of D it was like either very high or it was very low. And I want, I didn't find that there was any real showstopper in this play. I, and you know, that to me is, it, it's no fault of the performer at all, but there was not, there was, there wasn't a song that I was like, that's the one, that is the one that people were on their feet. And believe me, the audience was ready to do it. Uh, so I really enjoyed 
the performances. I enjoyed the music. I loved that it was in a New Orleans speakeasy. I, I just loved that style and that feel and that sound. So that was really exciting. It just left me a bit unsatisfied. I also spent a lot of the time trying to remember if Hades and Orpheus and Eurydice and Persephone were in the same stories, I was like, I don't remember those, those stories interlapping in the way that they did, but it, it worked. It was, it was an interesting blend of those stories. And okay, so you're on your way to the parking lot to drive out of the Amundsen Theater, uh -huh. presuming you parked under the ground. What is it that made you say, uh, not quite there? It was, it, you know, it was, it was like, oh, here's another uh, Broadway musical. Here's another one. And, and I was, and I was entertained. I was excited while I was in there, but I wasn't left with much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd seen the story before. Okay. The story. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's use that to transition to another story. I think many people who are over a certain age have seen um, before many times. It was a, it's a vintage drama, The Geffen Playhouse. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it quite a bit on this on this uh, podcast, but not from uh, not from you, Dana. So, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf at the Geffen Playhouse? I uh, kind of. I, I mean, I I was I came into <clears throat> this one with a uh, ready to be. Uh, skeptical, uh, maybe that's the wrong word. I was ready to uh, um, critique the show. Um, if may, may I paraphrase something you said before we hit the record button with yeah. your permission? Sure, you said you expected it to be long <laughs> because it's- I did expect it to it's, be long. It's, it's, it's an Edward Albee play that is, well, it was written in an era when plays routinely went on for three hours uh, with one or two intermissions. So. Um, yeah. But then something. Well, uh, so the time is a factor. I like shows that are 90 minutes. I prefer shows with no intermission. I like to get in, get the story, get the message, and then go about my business. That's how I personally prefer it. However, uh, it doesn't always work like that. And it, it shouldn't always work like that. But I, uh, nonetheless, I was preparing myself for three and a half hours at the theater. Uh, the time wasn't a factor in this story. It, it could have been six hours. I would have continued to sit there and, and watch and receive. It, it is clearly a masterpiece, this play. And it was really exciting. I was watching it thinking, this is what the playwright intended. This is, this is what the expectation was for this script. Uh, and it, it was a, uh, certainly a marathon. It's, it is a massive play in that these two Titan characters just absolutely go at each other for three hours. So it's, 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 it's academia. It's the husband and wife throw a dinner party for two of the young colleagues and that's it. And then everything falls violently apart. I mean, violently with verbal violence more than anything else, but emotional violence too. Speak about emotional abuse. I think this is, this is the granddaddy of emotional abuse plays. But um... yeah, uh, it, well, you know, it was it, it was true. It was so it, it their relationship, George and Martha, is just so completely dysfunctional and enmeshed. And 
and it's really a tragedy to watch unfold. Uh, but it's also so deep and complex and rich, even in its, its savageness. And so to watch the actors play this and, and true, be as true to the actions as they could be, the, the, the technical, the, the, the skill alone was a sight to behold. Um, the, the actors themselves gave, all four of them, absolutely. Well, so straight in um, living room realism the way that Albie had written it. They didn't mess with it at all. Because Albie, after this play, went off into all kinds of stylistic excursions. Um, he became enamored of the theater of the absurd and did incredibly abstract works mm -hmm. um, with, with characters that were sea creatures as well as... So, yeah. but, but this was an early play and it was perhaps the play that everyone remembers him for, which I think would, would annoy him no end um, mainly because it came so so soon. But they they didn't mess with it in terms of the the production or the direction. They they just no. stayed. It sounds like they stayed tr true. They did. That. They did, yeah. and as well they should. I I came to realize watching this show, it was very straightforward. Uh, it did feel they were they were light, and I mean really light modern touches. And and I don't even know it, it was also could be a a. a a matter of the performance uh, of the uh, of the actress playing the performance, but but in Honey, so Honey is the, mm -hmm. the young, yeah, of uh, the uh, professor that comes over, the couple that comes over, and uh, she was I and you know I've seen the movie, I've read the script, but but she brought this. Uh, firm quality to honey she brought this independence and this this more of a fighting spirit to honey than uh, i ever picked up on when reading or watching the movie I, this is the first time i've seen this uh, um uh on stage uh, and i thought that that was it, it was definitely in line with the character it didn't stray from i think the intention but it felt modern to me and I was okay with that I thought that was it was really interesting but it was uh, it was period it was period yes yeah yeah uh, yes just mid-1960s um Edward Albee's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf playing at the Geffen Playhouse it's been extended through May 29th let's jump over to the Beverly Hills Playhouse where Juliza you saw live at the Purple Lounge tell us about that I did um it's the world premiere and um I really enjoyed how it's so it's broken down into uh five scenes mm -hmm. and they're all written by women and it's uh set in the green room, green room of the purple lounge and i really just enjoyed how it was broken down first of all the purple by, lounge is the purple lounge is uh, a comedy club okay yes yeah, so it's in the uh the setting is the green room and you deal with um two well you deal with five different relationships uh between uh, two people in each. Well, actually, one has technically. Well, I don't want to give it away. Um, but uh, it's really cool to see how um, the you know the lives of comics and you know just creatives in general. How what happens behind the scenes, literally in a green room, um, and the sacrifices that are made between um, each. Because, for example, the first one you have a mother and a daughter, and you have the daughter who is. Um, it's a 
it's a very tumultuous relationship between mother and daughter and they deal with that that's the first relationship and yeah. so on and so forth and then it, it kind of builds because you deal with different things within the show um, such as addiction um and I like that it definitely because it's excuse me because it's broken up into uh, different scenes with like different relationships you have so many things that are able to be explored such as um a mother who was reaching a certain age and she doesn't want to give up her career and you have a husband at home who's like waiting for her to come home and spend time with her and her uh, their daughter and then you like I said you have the addiction um that a comic is dealing with and it's just um I love how it was broken down I would love to see this in a bigger um setting like in a bigger theater I think and I think it's because of how big hmm I don't know if this is the right terminology but it's just how big the uh the subject matter is. I would love well, to yeah, see yeah. your face. Um, but it was well, also cool to see it intimate, intimately done as well. In terms of it moving on to a bigger venue, I think they would say from your lips to some producers' uh, exactly. eyes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was uh, really cool to see. And I love that it was written by all women. I really love to see that. Mm -hmm. cool. Live at the Purple Lounge, set in the green room of a comedy club, it is being performed at the Beverly Hills Playhouse through May 22nd. Dana Martin and Juliza Commodore, thank you for being with us. Stages of Our City is produced by Julia Steyer. Thanks.